When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're wearing your bleachy shirt. I'm wearing my bleachy shirt. It actually looks good. It's like tie-dye. Natural tie-dye. It's a custom. Ladies and gentlemen, give us a big round of applause for Katie Morton. Oh, that was loud. Welcome back, Katie. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Tell me, where where have you been since I last saw you? I've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. No, I went to Philly. I'm a Philly girl now. Yo, how's it going? Hello. Um, and my voice got very hoarse because we had an open mic night the last night on Saturday night. And I did not participate personally in the open mic, but I am down to be a hype girl. So you say, whoa, you clap, make a lot of ruckus. Right, right. Bring because the ruckus. they had the guts to get up and right. show us their talent. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, open mic night? Well, no, but why don't you tell us where you were? Oh, I was in Philadelphia at the Healthy Voices Conference, which is a health advocates conference. Ah. So everybody at this conference is either struggling with an illness themselves or a caregiver or something like that. And they advocate online through, you know, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, what, cool. what have you. So you got to meet a bunch of interesting people. I did. Well, I got to reconnect with some interesting people that I knew from the previous years and I got to meet some newbies and it was wonderful. Did you recharge your batteries? You seemed like it. A little bit. I think it, I don't know. I think first of all, I went alone, which I love you, but we spend a lot of time together and I don't get alone time because I don't really make it a priority. And I didn't think, I didn't even realize that I wasn't really feeling like myself, I guess. And then having that alone time, especially even on a plane, even when we travel on planes together, it's like alone time kind of, because you're like in your head and your own thoughts with your noise canceling headphones, just trying to pretend that you're not on an airplane. And I want eye canceling headphones. It's called well, an eye mask, Sean. Well, yeah, that too. But you know, like, uh, so everything just is dark and you're in a, the void. I can get you an eye mask. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's just a sleep mask. Get me a silky one. I have one. It's wonderful. Oh, is that lace around the edges? I want it to be fancy if I'm going to Oh, okay. I'll get you one like uh, like the funny French maid dress up things for yeah, Halloween. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe I can have like fuzzy dice hanging from the corners, you know, You're some not, gold uh, lame trim. What? Very specific. Are, are you like driving a low rider car or truck in yeah, like, sure. Los Angeles? Is yeah. that what you want? The fringe across the top? And, yeah. Mm, that's not what I have that I like, but you do you. Okay. Um, so yeah, we can get you an eye mask and that's called eye canceling. Welcome to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. And I'm Katie. Hello. <sighs> it's a podcast where we just ramble. If you enjoy it, feel free to uh, leave a tell review. Tell somebody about it. Yeah, tell people about it. Tell your peoples. Um, anyway, so I went to Philly and it was beautiful, first of all. Gorgeous city. Had never really been, even though one time in a blizzard in February of, I don't know what, two thousand and. 13. Yeah. Blizzard's not the way to see a city. I don't think. And I only ended up there because in DC we couldn't get a flight out, but in Philly we could. So we booked a Philadelphia flight and then took a train from DC to Philly. And we're, we were in Philly for like four hours, you know, it was like nothing. But this time I was there for four days and I wish I, I should have, could have done more in the city, but because you're there for a conference, the only day I really had was Thursday 
but I was starving by the time I got back to the hotel or like really? got to the hotel. In a city with cheesesteaks. Well, I went immediately and had a cheesesteak, but I didn't go to the good place. I guess there's like Steve's and there's another one that's supposed to be really good. But I just went to this dive bar across like two blocks from our hotel called the Ludicrous Rendezvous. I highly recommend. Service was great. People were them, nice. Did you throw them bows? I did. Boom, boom. Luda. Uh, anyway, I went with a couple other people and it was really fun. And <laughs> the it was just, I like Philadelphia. The people were super nice. I, I believe it is the city of brotherly love. The water out of the tap was delicious. What's with the broken bell? The Liberty Bell? Yeah, yeah. What What is the deal with it? I Why don't is know. it broken? I have no idea. I don't either. I didn't pay attention in history class. Oh, okay. Can't tell you much about the Liberty Bell. Do you want me to do some you Googling? Well, I know it's part of your, the American history. I, mm -hmm. I think what happened was um, during the American um, independence movement, uh, some guys were Historical carrying Historical landmark in they Philadelphia. And... Um, they didn't want to admit that they cracked it, but it was cracked. The Liberty Bell is previously called the State House Bell or the Old State House Bell. It is an iconic symbol of American independence located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, once placed in the steeple of the Penn State House, now named Independence Hall. The bell today is located across the street in the Liberty Bell Center in Independence National Historical Park. The bell was commissioned in 1751 by the Pennsylvania Provincial Assembly from the London, who nobody cares. Oh. And it was cast with the lettering Pro proclaim liberty throughout all the land unto all the inhabitants thereof. What an amazing time when people around the world were clamoring for the idea of freedom mm -hmm. and uh, freedom. supporting each other, different nations supporting mm -hmm. the idea of freedom. And here yep. we are where, you know, everyone should be. People are a bit crazy. Yeah. The bell first cracked when rung after its arrival in Philadelphia. And they was were excited. Twice, it was twice recast by local workmen, John Pass and John Stowe, both Johns, whose names still appear on the bell. In the early years, the bell was used to summon lawmakers or legislative sessions and to alert citizens about public meetings and proclamations. Hmm. Nowadays, you need an even bigger bell to get everyone to come back to Congress, you know, because they fly away and they don't do their, they don't do their job. But you'd works. ring the shit out of that bell. You'd probably break the new bell even quicker than you broke the you old would. bell. You know, this one, uh, here's the church. Here's the steeple. Here's the steeple. Open and see all the people. Yep. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It is a good one. I thought about that while you're giving me the history lesson. <laughs> that's. I'm glad that you learned something. Yeah. Um, anyway, we were in Philly. I'd love to go back and spend time in the city. I think you and I'd have fun there. It's oh, very, I, I love the history aspect. And it's very walkable. It felt like Boston to me. Same reason I love Boston. Maybe we'll do like an Eastern seaboard extravaganza. Yeah. Start in Philly, make our way to New York, then go to... Down to Boston. Boston. To Boston. North to Boston. Oh. Yeah. Well, Boston's above New York. I thought it was right below it for some reason. Yeah, it goes uh, Miami, then Boston, <laughs> then New York. Flippity flop. I joke about that because I'm Canadian, you know, and I'm, you know, so like my geography isn't great here, but I could be arrogant and say, oh, I know, you know. I never know. I don't know anything about Mexico. Like I really still get confused. And someone says something, I'm like, I think I know where that is, but I'm a little lost. Well, I know enough about a couple of the states. Yeah. Because there are states in Mexico, people yeah, don't know. I like uh, Jalisco. I love their food. Yeah. 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 Is that that's all? Well, no, I, I love Baja, Mexico. Mm -hmm. I, that The food is great. Yeah. I, I do it by regional cuisine, you know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, 
That's I just, <laughs> I only know a few states that are like pretty much are kind of along the border or like by Mexico City. Right. And then after that, I'm kind of lost. But most people, when they talk about Mexico, if I say like, oh, what part? They'll be like, oh, you know, southeast, northwest, you know, they, it's yeah. like based on their country and where they are. I know. So anyway, went to Pennsylvania, had a really good time. And kind of like what you're saying, like I, I feel recharged a little bit. We, we're taking vacation. Um, so you'll be listening to this and we'll be gone. Pew. I'm gone. Get gone. Um, and that will be nice. And thank God, because we're going to Charleston. Thank God it didn't get flooded. We're going to learn a new dance. The Charleston. Yeah. Well, it's not a new dance, but it's a new dance to me. You can see my feet. They're doing it. Right. I'm doing it. Um, anyway, I did feel recharged. I think. Did they call it Charlestown after like King Charles? It was, uh, you know, like Elizabethan. I highly doubt it. No, I think I they I highly think they, doubt it. Really? Yeah. When it was a colony, name it after the king. I don't think. No. I don't think that's where that came from. Hmm. I think it. You know, because towns get a name from somewhere; they don't just pull it out of a hat. The Charleston dance, named after the harbor city of Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, so that's I got that it, one. <laughs> Ching. You said the Charleston dance is named after the Charleston city. You said the king, King Charles. I didn't say the dance; I said the town. Oh, the Charleston, town. Charlestown. I'm just trying to break it down here. So the rhythm was popularized in mainstream music in the United States by 1920, a 1923 tune called The Charleston by composer slash pianist James P. Johnson. No, we're trying to find the origin. I know. Oh, um, one okay. thing at a time, Sean. Okay. Jesus, criminies, ADHD, you guys. So Charleston is the largest city in the U.S. state of South Carolina. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know how to find out how it got its name. Oh, that's okay. Oh, yeah. It was founded in 1670 as Charles Town, <sighs> honoring King Charles II. The second. I wonder what the first is. Albemarle Point on the west bank of Ashley River, now Charlestown Landing, hmm. but oh. relocated in 1680 to its present site, which became the fifth largest city in North America within 10 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Yep. I'll have a, one fact, exactly one fact when I get there. Yep. 1670, it was found. I wonder if there's a plaque. It yeah. probably is. We're going to take the historical tour. Oh, also, my wait. friend Rachel Starr, who's a schizophrenia advocate and a stunt woman. Amazing. She is. She lives in North Carolina. Okay. And she was giving me, she said there's a, a ghost tour you can take of this prison and she highly recommends it. I'm down. And you can also paddle out in boats where there's like alligators and stuff in the water. Mm, okay. Just like they did in The Notebook, which I don't know if you watched that film. I did. But they but paddle out that. and like, it's got like the weeping willow kind of look. And they're paddling. Ooh. That's where it was filmed. Romantic until the crocodiles show up. Until they get a hold of your oar. Then oar. there's a murder. Let go of the oar. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you put your hands in the water and paddle back. Is that what you're... No. I was just in the air like this. You just panic. So, panic. Katie, you were out of town. And uh, mm -hmm. I took the opportunity to talk to my sister on the phone. <gasps> my favorite. Yeah. Um, she, 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 she told me sad. not to tell anyone huh? uh, So now you're something. telling everybody. Well, I might as well. Just mm -hmm. come clean. And, uh, Never what tell them your secrets, Kim. Well, no, it's, it's not, not her secret. She was recommending that I didn't tell anyone what I told her because oh, she, she thought- She was like, please stop telling people this. It's embarrassing for you and our whole family. Bring had, shame to the family. <laughs> well, that's what she said, actually. I hadn't told anyone yet, but I ran it past her because I was okay. just I was sitting there bored. You weren't here. I was just looking out the window. I was a little, you know, sad and looking at squirrels in the yard. I think you Roxy. probably enjoyed your alone time. Yeah, we, we played a lot of rock and roll on the guitar. Yeah, I figured- well, Three chords. I told everybody at the conference because they were like, so is, what's Sean up to this week? And I was like, he is probably 
playing guitar, talking to PJ and watching old hockey on YouTube on silent where they don't wear helmets or masks from like the seventies. My God, are you watching me on the Google cam? <laughs> no, I just know you really well. I did watch some new hockey because we're preseason, but mm-hmm. here's what Kim said. What did Kim oh, say? Actually here, I'll tee it up. What, okay. I said, Kim, I'm lonely. I'm looking out the window. I don't do myself when Katie's, you know, not here. So I've taken the dog for a walk and I could have gone to town. You didn't say that. I did. I was crying. (sighs) But, um, so so anyways, uh, while I was sitting there, you know how Roxy is, is really, uh, she's communicative is one way of describing it. She chats a lot. She sounds like a husky these Mm -hmm. days. She does. You know, to get your attention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she does it when she's yawning too. So I think it's more like not temper tantrum, but I don't know. Anyways. It's usually when she's tired. She does it right before she needs to fall asleep. She started making a noise and the noise is wrong. Sean. And I was like, what? And I turned my head and her ears perked up. She was like, yes, I'm talking to you. And so I looked back at the TV and she said, wrong. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Am I having, you Are know. You, were you high? I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what is going on? And I look at her and her ears perk up and her head tilts. So I was like, Roxy. And her head went straight up. I was like, are we having a moment? She was talking to you. I think she's learning English, my name, which would make sense because you say my name pretty frequently. I do. And I pay attention when you, so I mm-hmm. think she's learning how to get my attention because she's not growling. Mm-mm. She's not like making a ton of whining noises. She's doing she's two syllables. She's your name. She's like trying to say your Or name, one though. syllable, but like yeah. kind of drawn out. Oh. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she's missing a shh. That's because she doesn't do that. I know. But uh, if she learns that part, I'm going to be really that's fucking scary yeah. shit. But anyways, yeah. and so I told my sister this. I said, I think the dog is talking to me. <laughs> that's why she said, don't tell him. She said, Sean, I'm going to cut it too straight. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anyone that They're ever. They're going to think you've lost your mind. And you know, it's like, oh yeah, I guess that sounds a little odd. But I, I believe that this dog is that smart. It's a show dog. She is a show dog. Well, no, I think, I mean, any repetitive sound to her, because essentially they don't speak English. Like don't pretend that they do but they do recognize repetitive sounds. Just like when you say, I call it the W word, but walk. Like she's in her, she's over on the other side of the house in her crate right now. She knows that word for sure. She'll like, huh? And so- But she's not saying it. No, or outside, she knows that. Treat, Mm -hmm. breakfast, dinner, you know. Oh, this one. Mm -hmm. She goes- Don't do that to her. She's going to go crazy. Crazy That's when she sees a squirrel. Anyway- all that to say, I think she understands repetitive sounds. And since I say Sean, Sean, that, well, hmm, she picks up on that. And she's like, that's how I talk to him. Cause that's how Katie talks to him. Yeah. So I don't that, know if she knows my name. So I started I giving really. her a treat later on that day when she was making that noise. Oh, I was like, reinforcing. It's like how moms try to get their babies to say mama first. Oh yeah. They always like, say, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something else. Well, Mama and Dada are like easy and it's really just, I hate to hurt people's feelings if they didn't know this already, but what they say through neurological research is like children don't know what they're saying. They just are responding to your emotional response. So if Mm. the mom is like, yay, then they just keep repeating because they're essentially trying to learn their sound, like to make noise. And what is that? And mama, papa, dada, those are easy noises. And people are crafty. You know, it's all about manipulation, right? mm -hmm. So- you're trying to, you're trying to train them kind of, and I don't mean that in like a bad way. It's just, you know, they're, you're just, the kid is trying to train you. No. no. Oh, okay. No, 
Roxy definitely tries to train us. <sighs> so Kim's son, uh, Justin, sends mm-hmm. me a lot of Instagram messages. Usually uh-huh. uh, shares the funny things or things uh-huh. he thinks are funny. Funny memes. I'm like, oh. Does he find some good ones? Well, yeah. But sometimes I'm like, oh, you know. And I'm going to share with you one that, um, that I just saw. Uh, and he said that, uh, here, here, I'll share it with you. But if you want to read that, I'll put it on the screen. Oh, I've seen people talking about this, but it actually doesn't help anything. Do you know that? Yeah. So what does it say? TikTok is being taken over by people sunning their perineum again. If you didn't know people, and it, it's like people get naked and essentially like show their butthole slash their, the middle, their taint to the sun. And there's no, it's actually very dangerous. Dermatologists are like. Well, yeah, I would assume that's pretty sensitive skin. Well, so um, people don't think they're getting enough vitamin D to... Uh... They need to I, sun every inch of their body. I don't really know. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is we all need vitamin D and you can get it through your skin anyway. And you can also t- you right, can get it through before right. you eat and you can get it through vitamins. But why would. It's a pretty weird. Why would we be created? Whatever you believe. Why would we be created that this very uh, vulnerable spot that is not really in our structure ever going to see the sun? even if you don't wear clothes, right? Right. It's still not going to be in the sun. Why would that be something that would be required of us? Just doesn't make any logical evolutionary. Uh, it doesn't make any evolutionary sense. And, but people are stupid and they like to think that they can, I bet you that's a cult leader in the making. He's like, all right, everyone, um, get naked in your backyard. Yep. Put your buttholes to the sky and spread and, uh, your, your cheeks. It's really it's, silly, uh, it's too but the much. photo cracked me up. So Justin sent that over. Oh, it's you know, been happening for a while. And it says, Hey, the benefits of sunning your yoni. What is yoni? Is that a, an Indian word? I don't know. Is that, do they say that in yoga? No. It sounds like a yoga word. It does, but I think somebody's just hijacked some better bullshit. sleep, balanced hormones, mm. more energy, bigger paycheck, increased creativity, uh, sweet freedom and a nice tan. But Hey, listen, who are you showing that tan to? You know, right. Who's looking there? No, I don't know. But anyways, that's a weird trend. And, uh, I don't advise you should do that. Don't sun your Yoni. (laughs) Um, no, but there's always these silly things where you're like, I don't really, and I'm all for people sharing in information. Obviously that's like what we do, but you should also talk to a professional. And that's why I follow people like dermatologists and regular medical doctors. And there's actually this woman who is a urologist and she was talking about It was funny. This is like months and months ago. This will come full circle in a second. She was talking about the importance of not going pee all the time. Like hold it it, a little bit, not like if you're in pain and you feel like you have to pee, but if you find yourself more anxious, like I do sometimes and I'll be like, I got to pee and I know I don't. And then I sit on the toilet and it's like drop and that's it. That's actually not good for your bladder because then it will keep telling you, oh, you're it's full. You need to pee like at that point. And so she says, it's really important for you to like check in, you know, take a beat, wait like 20 minutes and then go pee. Like right, not, right. don't push yourself and you shouldn't hold your pee till you're like in pain. And that's not what she was saying. She was essentially saying that you shouldn't be, obviously if you have prostate issues or whatever, any kind of bladder, this is, I'm not a doctor. I'm just repeating what someone said on TikTok. And I did check. She is a licensed professional. Always check. Um, anyway. Would it help if you send your yoni? No. The dermatologist said that's really unsafe and like you can get really badly burned in those areas. The skin is very thin and sensitive and not meant to be. So don't do it. What if Um, I put sunscreen there? I don't know. That also makes me nervous because it's like, (laughs) 
like mucous membranes are in those areas. No, 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 no. Um, anyway, long yeah. story short, this lady said, don't try to pee all the time. Mm-hmm. You should hold it because your bladder can hold it. And then you'll be able to like sleep through the night without getting up a bunch of times to go pee. Again, I know people have prostate issues, different, but anyway, so I'd learned this. And so I try to do this where I'll make sure I really do have to go pee. I'll try to hold it a little longer and then I'll go. I don't do it to any painful amount, but I just want to make sure that I can like hold my pee on a flight or something. Yeah. Yeah. On my flight out to Pennsylvania, I sat next to this, this cute little couple. They're probably, I don't know, in their twenties, let's say 25. He got up to go to the bathroom in this three, three hour and like 20 minute flight, like five times. Maybe he's just stretching his legs. Well, no, it was, he wasn't because vaping I a, in the bathroom. No, he was peeing. He says, hold on. I'll tell you, I'll finish the story. So then we're landing and he says to his girlfriend, I really have to go to the bathroom. And she, and I'm just sitting there listening because we're, you know, when everybody stands up and you can't get off the plane and I'm like, why is everybody standing up? It's the same with like people trying to get on the plane and just standing up. And I'm like, they haven't even called your group. Get out of the fucking way. What are you doing? Anyway. So people do that and like get all clogged in the aisle for no reason. So we're just sitting there and I'm the aisle seat. He's in the middle. She's at the window. And she says, there's no way that you have to pee. All you've had is one Coca-Cola today. You haven't even drank any water. And she's like, you might want to see a doctor about this. And he's like, well, that's just how I am that I just do that. You should see me at work. I just go pee all the time. And she's like, you might want to see a doctor. She's like, are you anxious? Do you think that's it? He was definitely anxious, by the way. Every takeoff and landing, he wrung his hands together and his legs were like vibrating, like his knees. He made me feel anxious. Maybe you should slow down on the Coke. Right? Shouldn't have had caffeine. It's not my business. I'm just I'm just sitting with my, I could, but I had my noise canceling headphones off because we we're about to get off the plane, but I just, I mind my, I don't want anything to do with anything. Anyway, so and then I'm following them, right? Because like we're getting off. I get my bag. They walk. We go. And she's just like, I don't think that's healthy. And I didn't realize how often you're going to the bathroom. And just on and on and on. Oh, a new relationship. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first flight together. I think so. Mm. I think they were going to see either her family or his family. Mm. I think hers based on what they were saying. Anyway, but it was just funny. And I wanted to be like, check this lady out on TikTok. <laughs> your girlfriend is right. Listen to her. You've peed an intense amount. He didn't even finish the whole Coke, by the way. He, his girlfriend finished it because he couldn't, and she didn't pee at all. Cause she, and then she said, I peed before we got on the plane and it's only three hours. I had half a bottle of water. I'll pee when we get off. Like normal, right? I peed once, but it was just funny. Anyway, random conversations that you overhear from people. I enjoy that. If you have any funny overheard conversations, send them into otdmpod at gmail.com. I cannot wait to listen to those things. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the wedding that we went to, mm-hmm. I uh, accidentally uh, piddled on my pants. Oh, uh, that happens perf- sometimes. Perfectly piddled on my pants. You know what? It, it wasn't me piddling. It was the-, the um, Your the underwears? De- no, the, the device I was peeing at. Oh, it sprayed? Yeah. I don't know why they make urinals that way. They should make them like more like- Deep, right? Yeah, like deep, not like a wall, not a porcelain wall, but like a porcelain chute that you're peeing into, you know? Yeah. It's a bad design. Who designed this? Also, like, we do know the, how much like pee sprays in general. Why oh, would sometimes they... it gets in my eyes. No, uh, but- <laughs> Gross. Uh, <laughs> 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 I hope Note that's my pee. <laughs> wash all of Sean's clothes. <laughs> but anyways, I, I it, it splashed out of the thing. And, and usually there's like a little bee or a 
that, you know, yeah, a, little, you hit, a target, so they tell you to, uh-huh. which they never explained that to you as a kid. They just, one day they showed up in the urinals. And I was like, what is that? And I had to ask someone like but people idiot. pee at it. Cause they're like, what is that? I'm going to rinse target. it off and that helps. So it doesn't make a mess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's the right arc. You know, there's a lot of uh, geometry or trigonometry involved. Physics. Yeah, maybe trigonometry. Physics too, too. yeah. Yeah. You know, the angle of the... The dangle? Mm -hmm. Well, the curvature of the earth plus (laughs) the weight of the water, the tidal sequence. The pressure of the the, the pee How close is the moon, you know? Mm -hmm. Is is Mercury in retrograde? Right. (laughs) It's weird too. Sometimes you go into the, the bathroom and dudes will be standing there and when they're peeing, they, they, they drop trowel and you're like, you don't need to take your pants down. Everybody you know, to their own, man. I know, but I don't I know. I would my you, pants tw- sitting on the what are you, bathroom six years floor. Old? No, no, standing up though. They'll, they'll like have well, the yeah, butt but out. they'll still fall down to the ground. Yeah, I don't but you don't my need pants that on the you know. floor. Anyways, I think for cleanliness, Katie, sake. you're getting way off topic here. <laughs> uh, okay. mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was I was embarrassed. I was like, oh my god, everyone's gonna like as if anyone's paying attention to me in, also, in a your dark pants restaurant. Are dark, and I know. we're in a light, like a dimly lit restaurant. But to me, I was I was mortified that if I walked by a you know, a candle or something, people would be like, oh, my God. So I, uh, I did a little disguise. I, I splattered some water on, on my uh, jacket as well, you know, so that it would look like I leaned up against the counter, you know, and that's how I got the water on me. Really? See, you didn't notice. Any of it. <laughs> <laughs> you never pay attention to me. Your suit was black, Sean. <laughs> I was a little slightly nervous though. I mean, I got really? well, yeah, you know, you don't want to, I didn't want to come across as a dugabore, you know. I mean, nobody thinks you're a dugabore, but like. That's an offensive word. I shouldn't say that anymore. I mean, it's not really offensive. It's ladies who got naked and strung themselves across things. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, but. um, That was my. Number one, nobody would have noticed. Number two, I don't really think you needed to get water on your jacket to just say, oh, I splashed on myself washing my hands. I know, but I needed a good cover story, you know. Oh, okay. Look, there's water over here too. How could I have gotten it? Clearly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Justin sent me something else. Random. Oh, oh. I'm going to keep on this bathroom talk and maybe we've talked about this before. And if we have, sorry, no, sorry. I was talking with the girls at that wedding. Oh. How necessary it is that all restaurants and bars and places should have music playing in the bathroom. Mm. Why would you make it quiet in there? Because that's nothing's more awkward than you with somebody that you barely know from this party. And you're like, hey, 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 you got to pee me too. And you go in and it's silent. And you're like, and then you sit down and you're like, don't fart. For the love of God, don't fart. (laughs) But everybody knows if you got to pee, you can't really control it. So there should always be music. Nothing grinds my gears more than a quiet bathroom. Yeah, And I also... When I was in a 20 something going to clubs and stuff, I loved having a bathroom. What do they call those people? Attendant. Attendant. Concierge. Concierge. I loved it because I would always need gum or a hair tie or something, you know, and then you give them like five bucks and you're like, thank you very much. Oh, nice tip. Well, you know, they're, they're doing me a favor. They're, they're right where I needed them to be. I didn't have to try to procure it from somebody else. As an adult, I do not like them at like rest. It makes me super uncomfortable because a lot of times I find that they just hand you paper towels, you know, mm. and sometimes I don't even bring my purse into the bathroom. Like I'll leave it with you and be like, I'll be right back. And I don't really know what to do in this case because I could have done it myself. And I also don't have any tip money. And now I feel like a dick. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I don't know what they're getting paid. And then I'm like, Oh, it's like, it's my, uncomfortable. It's my least favorite thing at this point. And I don't mean to say like, we should stop having a job that people have, but like, 
I wish a restaurant would say we have a bathroom attendant and they are paid very well. If I was a literary <laughs> agent, mm -hmm. after hearing your compelling story right now and thinking about this a little closer, I would find a bathroom attendant, someone in like uh, their, their 60s or 70s, you know the, yeah, the juicy gossip of the, you know, the finest oh. restaurant in New York. Well, think of the silliest things that you yourself as a person hear and see and witness in a bathroom. Now imagine doing that as a profession. Especially a club bathroom. Oh. There's always some girl crying, number one. There are like four types of women in bathrooms at a club when you're in your 20s in Los Angeles. There's the one that's super crying, makeup is smeared, she had a really bad time, something has happened. Oh. She's also probably really drunk. Then they have the supportive friend, the one that's either like, oh, don't worry, trying to like make her look not so disheveled or holding hair back as one throws up and that moves into the third person who's always puking. And then there's the super drunk girl leaning to the side, drinking her cocktail while her friends are peeing, shouting stories and talking to them as if they're in the same room. Is there always a couch in a women's bathroom? No. Sometimes? Yes. A lot of times in like Why? department stores. Why is there a couch in the bathroom? Because women wear uncomfortable shoes, Sean. We've gone through this. Oh. Also, women have b babies with them a lot. And sometimes they use those little lounge areas to just to breastfeed oh, okay. or, you know, hmm. or they'll be usually wherever the couch is. There's also like a big mirror along the wall. And that's because people are washing their hands at the other mirror and you can use that mirror to touch your makeup up. Gotcha. Okay. How hmm. come men, I feel like our bathroom should be the same in many ways. No, we, there's not equality in, in, in this life, Katie. And uh, <laughs> You know, well, this I just meant like if men wanted to like fix themselves in a mirror, some men's restrooms don't even have mirrors. They don't. <laughs> and then why don't they have diaper changing stations? Have you guys heard about this? As someone who doesn't have children and doesn't plan on ever having children, the women's restrooms always like fast food, 7-Elevens, always a baby changing station. Men's apparently do not. I know they're working like a uh, koala station or whatever. Yeah. Koala and like a diaper brand, I forget who it was, maybe Pampers, donated like a few thousand to places to put them into men's restrooms. Yeah, but men are filthy animals. We probably just use it to make a sandwich or something, you know? Like, well, no, but like, what if you're a dad with the baby and the wife's not with you? Like, right. how are you supposed to change? Like one, do one dad, it went viral. This is why this happened. One dad said he has to fi find a place as a toilet. He yeah. has to put the toilet seat down and sit and put his baby on his lap to change them. Mm. And if you've ever changed a baby, I, that... That guy deserves an award. Right. They wiggle and squiggle and you're like, you have no room. How are you supposed to pull stuff out? You can't strap them. Chaos. Chaos, everybody. We got to get this uh, taken care of. This is a terrible. They're working on it. Yeah. Oh, are they? People are working on it. Okay. They donated thousands of them. They're putting them in, probably putting one in right now as we speak. Justin sent over another um, one of these crazy trends that's happening. Okay. And um, I'll put it on the screen right here. Mm -hmm. it's, it's quite disturbing though. Uh, the NyQuil chicken challenge went viral on tiktok when someone made the crazy concoction calling it sleepy chicken to make before bed what uh, yeah became, how do you know how much you're eating then and that's well that's it good. it's very dangerous it's like with the tide pods you know like i uh but i came up with a name for it i, I called it chiserp you know like scissor scissor but with chicken it's like chiserp. lean it could be purple it could be pink but this is it could be green don't eat the chicken if it's still pink but if it's green with nyquil uh, and who is that comedian? Uh, Dennis Leary. It was uh, capital N, big fucking Q. NyQuil. You know, I've been on NyQuil since 19. 19... Remember that joke? No. Um, well, NyQuil puts you to sleep. So yeah, I can imagine if you if you deep fried it in uh, a turkey in NyQuil, you'd probably have a, 
I don't even know what that would do. First of all, the it's flavor not, is disgusting. I, nothing I want less with my chicken than black licorice. I actually don't mind the flavor of NyQuil. No, but like with chicken? Oh, yeah. No, that's... You well, want like star anise like crushed and put all over your chicken or fennel? Maybe. No. A little onion? It's Gr- the green part. I mean, you don't want to eat green chicken. It's also medicine. What are you doing? I know. Oh, yeah, it's a bad idea. What a fucking so, chemical shitstorm. So don't people do that, people. People have to stop putting random shit like this online like them sunning their buttholes and putting it's not because the thing that i would worry is if i had like a 12 year old kid who wanted to go famous on tiktok no no just like that they would be like home from school waiting for me to get home and they'd make themselves some fucking kill yourself chicken yeah some (laughs) chiserp it's so stupid Uh, well, stay in school, kids. Just <laughs> read uh, about things first. Talk to your doctor. Warn your kids about the dangers of chiserp. No, the Don't dangers. Do chiserp. The dangers of saying, "I learned this on TikTok," and it's a medical kind of based thing. Whether you know, if, including pharmaceuticals, medications, uh, things that could harm your body, like sunning your butthole, all that stuff. Like, talk to a doctor first. Yeah, I think at, at this point, the uh, the platforms need to step in. And they try to put a label on it and say, this is crazy, dangerous, just like in front of uh, Jackass, the movie, you know, I think they should just remove those videos. I don't know. It's tough. Why should you watch someone make fucking chiser? I mean, if it was a joke video versus a, I don't know. No, because someone will take it seriously. Hey, I saw something in the news and I thought it was fantastic. What? Um, Bella Hadid. Yeah. Did you see what they did at fashion week? No. Oh. Now, I'm not one for fashion. Clearly, I've got a shirt that has stain or bleach from on his it. Face stuff, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I can recognize when something is innovative, something new, or something I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So, like she, Crocs with heels, like those Balenciaga Crocs that oh. uh, Ryland got. Remember? Mm. He said they're really comfortable, but they look pretty ridiculous. Well, this did not look ridiculous, but it was a little saucy because, you know, models, they come out half naked. Oh yeah. They won't, they'll like be see-through stuff. It doesn't matter. So, so she comes out, you know, covering her, uh, her, uh, her boobies, her boobies Mm -hmm. with her hands and she's wearing panties and that's it. She walks out on stage, but she was walking statuesquely. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? Statuesquely? I know what you mean though. She was, she's a model. Very poised, right? The neck is long and. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, she strolls on stage and it's dark all around her, except for her. And um, then these guys who look like they're from Sprockets, they come out and they they have a, a, a table of some sort. And they've got uh, what looks to be like these, these cans. And uh, so she's staying there and just staring off. And then this guy walks up with this. A painter? Yes. Cool. They painted her, but check this out. They painted her with fiber. Uh, like this fiber, this spun stuff. So they, they start painting and she, she removes one hand off of the breast, you know, and, and then like whoosh, it sprays, mm-hmm. and, but you don't see anything. It's like, it's tastefully done, you know? And then she, the other hand slides off and she covers her. So she's being painted mm-hmm. and, and they go around the back of her and, and, and down. And, and next thing you know, there's three people attending, three Sprockets guys mm-hmm. attending to her and good. You know, she really like kept together. I, it's, it would be uncomfortable, I would well, she's assume. She's a model. It's her job. It's like, you know, you do your thing. But still, you know, this is live art happening. Mm-hmm. And they they put this dress on her that was, it was literally a dress. Like fiber was was spun or woven in it. It's Weird. so cool to see. Yeah, here, you can see a photo here. Um, I encourage, I'll show oh, the link. Oh, wow. It, that's it crazy. It was amazing. Like really good performance How interesting. art. A white dress. When you said that, I imagined black. I don't know why, but I just imagined oh. that it'd be black. Yeah. 
but really cool. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, but what I thought about that was wow. if I worked in marketing, which I do not, but if I did, I would, um, especially if I had the account for Duluth underwear, you're just, yeah, I would, I would do that. No, that's my note. Oh, those are your notes. Yeah. Oh. See, I, I take these, uh, these things that I find that I write a I've little seen bit. Them. He has a bit. <laughs> Sorry. I read your bit and was like, oh, that's a funny take on this. Yeah. But if, if I worked at Duluth underwear, I would, I would draw it's like. called Duluth trading company. Oh, well I would do one with the, you know, the, the armacello. Yeah. The guy, there you go. <laughs> I would just do something like that for Duluth. Why would you want your underwear sprayed on? Well, it'd be funny. You want it in your butt crack? No, but I would just, I think it'd be a funny like play on things, you know? Oh, so you could get, so you could, get that you out. You show that and then you show this guy getting his stuff. It's like, never show your butt crack. Remember they have the shirt. That's exactly. No tuck. That's something, it. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's my joke. <laughs> <laughs> fell on deaf ears, guys. I don't know. I'm sorry. Probably people like at I, home are like, you don't know how to tell a joke. And I don't, but. Hey, we're working on it. But if I you thought, you know, that would you be. you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, last but not least, and then we can get into letters, I okay. guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what grinds my gears? Ooh, what grinds your gears? Litter bugs. Yeah. I've talked about this before. People who litter are, I don't know, some of the most inconsiderate people, but I saw something and it, it just made me think what a jerk and throw him down a well. Mm-hmm. And hopefully at the uh, bottom of the well, there's a bunch of rocks and he hits his head. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty aggressive. And it's a deep well. So it like, okay. takes really me a couple hard. of seconds really for, to think about his problem and then bang. Uh, 20,000 gallons of oil just leaked into Louisiana marshlands. What in the fuck? This is an article by bon- uh, Lonnie Lee Hood on September 28th. Uh, big spill. On Sunday, a massive oil leak was detected in Louisiana's St. Bernard Parish. Local news outlet reported that the leak spilled around 20,000 gallons of oil into nearby marshlands and at least one waterway from uh, an Enterney, oh, sorry, Entergy substation and may have been caused by criminal activity on site. Mm. Yeah. The company uh, said in a statement that, uh, am I reading the wrong article? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, damn it. That's the, oh yeah, here it is. Sorry, there was two articles on 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 this. So, well, why would that be wrong? It's still the same thing. It's a different one. There's another oh, oil spill. Okay, so, hardcore. <laughs> yeah. So, a man is headed to prison for dumping toxic pollution into the ocean. One what man. a fucking prick! Where to get this shit? Oopsie Daisy. Oopsie Daisy. September fifth. Right. This article reads: The chief engineer of an unnamed shipping uh, vessel was sentenced to a year. Just one a year, year in prison for purposefully dumping oily water into the ocean off the coast of Louisiana. Kirill Kompanyets, a Russian national, pleaded guilty to both obstruction of justice and the intentional waste water discharge in May this year. According to a Department of Justice press release, Kompanyets will also serve an additional six months of supervised release. What? This fucking idiot, pardon my language. Oh. Pardon your language. Who but cares? He, how how he, much? What did he do? What was it? Uh, the intentional pollution of U.S. waters and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, do you know what it was he dumped? Does it say how much or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Sorry. Okay. That's fine. I had to read down. I didn't want to read the whole article. For that's point, fair. But um, <clears throat> companions dumped approximately 10,000 gallons of oil contaminated bilge water overboard in U.S. waters off the coast of New Orleans last year. What a fuck face. Punch and then face. he lied to the Coast Guard in an attempt to cover it all up. 
So this, why would you dump? What are you doing? Probably because it costs money to process it, like to you know to to hand it off somewhere. But oh my god, we one, share these. one year and then six months. No, lock him up. Yeah, well, buddy's gonna you know uh, disappear back to Russia. I would assume after his one year or one year and six months. Yeah, man, they should make him clean it up. I don't know how we would do that, but well, no, but they should fine him. How yeah, much is it going to cost to clean part it? Of the whole nine and years. they should have to clean it. That's what I think. I don't right. even know if jail time is necessary. I mean, sure, he can serve time, but that doesn't. I mean, a year is enough to teach someone a lesson. Like if you got, if you got convicted and had to go to jail for a year. I mean, Sean, that's fucking a year in yeah. prison. Mm-hmm. Yo, I could do a year standing on my head, Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Help, help, get me out of here. I know, says the germaphobe. Yeah. No, Good but luck I mean, with that. You would think that the. I could just soap on a rope. Right. Um, Thank you. But uh, he, they should be forced to clean it up. Yeah. Like whatever that means. I'm, and I'm not. I'm that no, company, like, everything. I mean, this just sounds odd ocean. that mm-hmm. you would let someone dump 10,000 gallons of oily water. And so uh, that really made me mad. Litter bugs. Anger That's me. That's like litter bug to the max. Polluters to yeah, that Throw them down a wall, right. Yeah. And then make him clean what up his mess. What a jerk. What a jerk. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that was, oh, that got, I got that off my uh, chest. Ooh, it really glad. made me angry. Sometimes I read the news and I think, are they intentionally trying to make me angry? The answer is yes. So, you know, I'll see more ads. So I'll keep mm-hmm. reading. And- Random thought that I had, I'm changing gears completely. Because um, kind of like what grinds my gears adjacent is being at the airport really early like way before your flight. So because I went to a conference, everything is like group coordinated. So if your flight was between the certain range, you had to catch the 2 PM shuttle. Well, at one 30, they're like, you should go to your shuttle. And I was like, it says 2 PM. And they're like, we should head that way. So we like pull out from the hotel at 2 PM. In my mind, I was like, shuttles at two, you get on at two, we leave at like 2 32, 45. My flight wasn't until 6.36. Oh. So we are not that far from the airport. It takes maybe 20 minutes to get there. I get to the airport, 2.20. It's way too fucking long to be at an airport. Hmm. You know what would be nice is if they put a gym at the airport. No, who wants to be sweaty and gross? And well, no, they you know. get changed, take a shower or whatever. Oh. You know, like a real gym. You know, if you remember, you just pay like $10 to use it or something. Yeah, 24-hour fitness uh, or whatever gym you're part of, your membership works there and you that's, pay like a $5 extra fee or something. That'd be complicated. But yeah, I think you have to pay a fee. I, that's a good idea. But what we as a group had decided is that they should, they should sell uh, little sleepy pods oh. and like you pay and they're like sanitized every time and the sheets, you know, and you could just have a nippy nap. Hmm. Cause I was so tired because the conference is like, it's ex- exciting and exhilarating, but also completely depleting of all of my energies. Hmm. And so by the time I get to the airport, I'm like, Oh, like barely staying awake. And we were just there for, we, I was there way too fucking early. I walked with my peoples from the conference. We got some Philly cheesesteaks. I got my water. I got a tea from Starbucks. There's only so many things you can do at the mm-hmm. airport. And those chairs are very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I didn't, I'm too tired to like do too much that's like productive. So I would have paid for a sleep pod. I could have slept for like two hours. I guess that's why uh, being part of a lounge. Oh, you know, you go I in. I guess and- I could have gone, but I was flying American, not Delta, like we normally fly. Oh, okay. So anyway, and you can pay to use a lounge too. I'd have paid 25 bucks for that shit. Yeah. But Get some work done, sit at a, not a desk, but you know. I couldn't, I was too tired. That was the problem. Uh, anyway, that's what I think purgatory is. If there is a purgatory, 
that it's called at the airport and my flight just keeps getting delayed. Uh-huh. Grinds my gears. I'm the type, I pay for TSA pre-check, not because I'm bougie, because I hate being at the airport. And then I get to get there like with an hour to spare. And I, I love, you and I have, it. we do we do pretty well together. We get there. You're like the flying Walendas. We get through TSA. <laughs> We get food, snacks, water, whatever, and we walk on the plane. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do anything else. It's like a military operation. Yeah. I don't want to sit. I don't want to hear somebody's conversation on speakerphone. I don't want to watch somebody. Who does that? Eat. People on speakerphones in public really, that grinds my gears too. There was a lady behind me on my flight out because I had a really early flight to Philly and she was on speakerphone talking to her boyfriend or husband or somebody and it was like the stupidest conversation, but it went on. I was in line to get a bagel and she was like, uh, you know, sassing with him. Like, oh, you think you, you're so smart, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, you didn't even wake when I got up this morning. What were you doing? What are you up to today? It was just stupid. And I was like, please, for the love of God, we're standing in a line, put it through the earpiece and do what normal people do. Put your shoulder up to your ear to hold it. No one wants to hear your stupid ass conversation with your husband or whoever. And he was like, oh, yeah, man. It was just stupid. Every minute I had to listen to it, I felt dumber, Sean. Not necessary. Imagine how he feels. <laughs> also, who wants to be up at like seven o'clock in the morning talking about literally nothing? Yeah. Stupid. Another <sighs> grinds my gears. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get into letters, mm-hmm. I'm going to change gears. One last story. Okay. Yep. Do you know what the difference between a... 25 cent cracker and a $2,000 cracker is cracker. Yeah. Can you tell the difference between a 25 cent cracker and a $2,000 cracker? Why do you have crackers out here? There's stuff flying all over the place. I can't tell the difference, but I found out last week. Oh, cause you broke your tooth. Mother effer. I broke a tooth on a cracker. Now, these are delicious. They're uh, pretzel slims. Pretzel slims. We get them at Costco. I don't know. They're crispy. They're crunchy, tasty. Delicious. Some say, and that would that some would be me, that they're too crunchy. So I've eaten a ton of these things, and I figure they cost maybe two cents a piece. You know, you get a yeah, jumbo I bag. Get a giant bag for like $15 or something. There I was. I had the, the bowl of crackers. I'm enjoying, a, I don't know, some comedy with my beautiful wife. And I'm sitting there, and I'm chewing, and I, I'm stuffing these things in my mouth <laughs> one after another <laughs> like garfield eating lasagna you know mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden i was like <laughs> i'm like oh that one's a really crunch oh oh no 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 you know within like 10 seconds you've broken a tooth yep man i was at first shocked and then i was like did i swallow part of my tooth like you know you go through all the steps but that's the difference between a uh, 25 cent mm-hmm. you know i wonder a, where you're going a, with i was like those are from the same bags i don't really know yeah Gosh, they got to come up with a better formula where I have to start using fluoridated uh, toothpaste because I don't think it has anything to do with the crackers. Well, so anyways, I broke it. Tooth- Sean has veneers. If you don't know. Yeah. And I think like they wear out essentially what the dentist told you. Mm. They didn't say it was cracker induced last time he broke a tooth. It was induced by the fact that he, we got pitted olives and one of them had a pit in it and Sean didn't know. And like <sighs> fell into the pit. Of despair. And was it, was it your incisors or Mm-mm. one of this off to the side? Anyway. Yeah. But they were able to glue that one together. And this one, they said, no, we can't do that. What might have broken into too many pieces, mm. which leads me to believe that it is more the tooth problem than yeah. the cracker problem. Anyways, I went to the dentist and they, they were able to, uh, you know, help me out the next day or no, sorry, two days later. And, mm-hmm. um, but 
Because it happened on the weekend. So I was boy, like, well, oh boy. Um, yeah. They really reached deep into my pocket. <laughs> it's expensive. Oh my goodness. Sean's teeth are expensive. No, but you know, to have that, uh, fix a tooth that's been cracked in half, it was sheared down to the. Well, it's a veneer too. So yeah. I have to get a new veneer, which is like expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's fancy pants mouth. Oh boy. My yeah. teeth are almost straight, but I keep having to go back and get. Adjustments. Adjustments. Yeah. It's pretty cool technology that you have. Yeah. It's been pretty, pretty great. It's been weird to have like, not my bite change, but like my teeth line up. So have you ever broken hit. a tooth before? Mm -mm. Mm. I've broken a couple of teeth. I have had a, well, that's kind of a lie and not. When I was in Costa Rica in like 2005, yeah. we were out at a bar and, you know, people are talking and whatever. And I forget the guy's name. He was part of like the other group. So we had school in the morning and this group had school in the afternoon. And so we'd like kind of see them, but not really, but on the weekends we'd all, if, you know, if they're going out, we're all going out to like the same area together. And so one of the guys turned and whacked me oh. in the, in my front tooth with his beer bottle and it broke off a chunk of this, my front tooth on the right. But I went to the dentist when I got back and they just like smoothed it out. It was oh. just a little, you know, oh, okay. um, and I said, this cost me a lot. I'm going to send him a bill, but it didn't. Um, one time PJ was playing pond hockey when we lived in Jasper uh -huh. and, um, he, he's skating with the puck. He's, he's, you know, it's a uh, dusk or whatever. And he's, he's, it's cold out. You can hear the, the, you know, the blades on the ice and our other buddies clutching, grabbing, he's reaching around. He's trying to, you know, yeah, pull him and get, get, get the him puck, off the get puck. PJ off the puck. And they're both dashing full speed and, and PJ turns to get him off. And with the butt of his stick, he put it right through his mouth and he shattered his teeth. Oh my God. Yeah. And you know, you got to try and find those at dusk on the snow and on and ice, you know, that you've been skating on. Who's, who was it? Uh, Paul Bizon. Oh, Bizon. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, uh, that's so he had to have like a post put in and. That's expensive. Yeah. A lot of reparative. That That's a hockey thing. Yeah, it's, but they, it's bad. I mean, really you guys should have been wearing some mouth guards and a face mask. Oh, for sure. For like sure. Like an actual like helmet. But it happens all the time. Eh? Oh, I know. Cause kids are out playing and they yeah. don't think anything. It's like, I used to ride a bike without a helmet when I was a kid. That's why I should too. have Nerf hockey sticks until, you know. <laughs> it's they just right. crumple like a fake knife <laughs> oh my god uh okay Letters? well that's that's a tooth talk and tooth we're, talk. we're trying to get a dentist to sponsor this podcast on account of our uh <laughs> all of our tooth mishappenings our tooth issues yeah um okay okay let's see there you go okay are you ready we have a letter from laura and it is entitled moths Dogs, moths, the color mauve. No, moth, moth, and like a moth that flies. I thought it was different shades of mauve. Moth, what I like to call nighttime butterflies. Dogs, teeth. No. And, yes, teeth and Hank Azaria. I'm telling you, we live in the freaking matrix. And then this guy. No, not the matrix. Uh, the the Truman, the Truman Show. Show. Okay. Dear Sean, Katie, Roxy, et al. From my last letter. The cattery, remember? She worked in a cattery. Yes. First job, sorry, I didn't explain properly before, was a boarding cattery where people would take their cats when they went on holiday or something. Gotcha. Like the bubble shed and breakfast. Oh. From the trailer park boys. I'm just kidding, Laura. I know it's not at all what that is. I started doing online jigsaws on Jigsaw World app and have tried other apps, but don't like them now because they don't work the same way. It has a lot of jigsaws though. So I don't need more than one app off to let my mom know. She loves that. Okay. That's from her last letter. Just some updates, some explanations. I appreciate it. Thoughts from random episodes. 
Moths are cool, but their larvae aren't. They eat clothes and soft furnishings, including expensive woolen coats. Cry face. That's the worst. I moment of silence for my beautiful peacock colored turtleneck sweater that I had that had buttons up the neck. Uh-huh. Love that sweater. Wore it twice. And in our fucking Cracker Jack box of an apartment, it got eaten by the moth moths. hatchery. We worked in a moth hatchery. We lived in a moth hatchery and they ate so much into the shoulder. I took it to my tailor and was like, can you do anything with this? And he was like, well, it's going to pucker, but I'll do my best. And I tried to wear it, but it just, it's a sweater. It just doesn't look It looked right. like a Kurt Cobain sweater it was all pooched out and the, there was a hole in it. And it's like, I don't. <laughs> it was like what then became popular, which was like, the, you know, the distressed. Right, right. I'll be like, make holes over here, moths. Make it more. Can you imagine it? That's something Kanye West would be brilliant enough to think of. Yeah. He's like, uh, this is really good, but we need to be distressed. We need to look vintage. <gasps> Let's moths. get some moths. And, in, and then someone paints some different shades of mauve. Like, I thought you said mauve, you know? No, damn it. Yeah. He opened for the Balenciaga show. He yeah. Walked. He walked the runway too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, he's gotten back into shape. I think he's. Um, I, that's a question I can't answer. Yeah. No, he, did, he looked like a different guy uh, when he was walking. The, he did come out recently and apologize for the, the things he said and like, done. Like uh, Pete Davidson. Uh, yeah, like bullying him incessantly and like threatening him. I know he's threatening a 20 year old or how old is that kid? He's like my age. Uh, oh, okay. No, Pete Davidson's your age? Yeah, he's like 35 or something. Oh, I was thinking I mean, he was like 23 know, or something. No, no, Pete Davidson's older, but let me pull it up because he's, I think he's around my I age. I thought uh, Kim was twice his age or something like no, that. No, she's 40. Or 41. Hmm. Oh, he is younger. He's 28. He was oh. born in 93. And she's like uh, 54 she's, now? No, she's like 41 or something. Oh, okay. She's a lawyer, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. Good for her. Making something of her life. Yeah, she's 41. Yeah. Yeah, her birthday. When did she have time to go to law school? She's almost 42 because her <sighs> birthday is October 21st. Time flies when you're... She did it. At, she took uh, okay. her law school stuff at night. Oh. So, I mean, people can hate on her, but homegirls, like... She's focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she's not out partying. She did that when she was younger, I think a little bit. And, but she know. still, she doesn't, she always says like, I don't really drink very often. Gives her anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, she already has like anxiety induced eczema and stuff. She has like some ailments, mm. stuff like that. Okay. So the larva eat your coats. Oh, I'm sorry, Laura. There's a really cute silk moth. We have painted lady. Oh, and we've painted lady caterpillars at the minute. Oh, painted lady caterpillars. I wonder what those look like. I'm uh, assuming it's a caterpillar that has a nice painted look to it. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's like pretty. some brushed on some, some mauve and some fuchsia. And What's with your mauve talk? Mauve talk. <laughs> I think I'm enjoying them more than the kids, but I was considering raising these silk moths just because of how cute they are. Oh, pick attached. Love it. I love when a pick is attached. Oh my God. Look at those pretty things. It's a silk moth. It's very cool. It almost looks like a uh, owl. It does. Look how fluffy. Yeah. So a little f- bit like a mushroom too. And a spider. Yep. A mushroom meets a spider mm-hmm. and uh, it's trying to disguise itself as a owl, yeah. a snow owl. Yeah. It it's, looks like, it's just crazy. But look, I mean, look how much fur they have on them. I know. It's also fashionably just leaning to one side with its hand on its leg. Like and this. its wings are like up. I know. <laughs> silkworm. That's crazy. Yeah. That uh, silkworm uh, walked the runway at uh, Fashion Week in Paris. I don't know if you know that. Right. They used right. a mag- magnifying glass. Right behind Kanye. Yeah. Okay. Dog behavior. 
We're moving in. We're, we're changing gears, switching. Pack instinct is to protect other members of the pack when they're going to the toilet, when they're vulnerable, which is why they like to follow you to the toilet. She really does like to follow me to the toilet. She's standing guard mm-hmm. while I'm dropping trow. Yeah, because we're, huh. we're vulnerable. She does like, she legitimately just wants to be in the toilet room with oh, me. Oh, fascinating. It's funny. Thank I you got for your back. Us. I know. I'm watching your six. <laughs> I do not know why my cats do it though. Dogs like catnip as well. Most dogs love to rub themselves on random smelly things like sprats, dried fish, or in the case of my friend's dogs, fox poo. <gasps> no. Roxy is so cute and so brave in comparison to my dog who runs and hides if I even touch the nail clippers. Oh yeah, Roxy more like wants to get her nose in them. She's so curious. Like today I was opening boxes because my mom is coming to stay with us and her, her she bought a pillow because she wants her pillow to be here. I was opening it and she like is all in there. And I'm like, hold on, girl. I got to like snip stuff out. And she's just up in it. Okay. Um, my fault because I accidentally cut the quick when she was a puppy. That's what I was afraid of and why I got the little grinder thing. But that Roxy hates that more and it just takes longer. She doesn't like anything with a motor. Mm-mm. Although, oh, I, I uh, worked with her with the vacuum this weekend. Oh, did you? Yep. So every time, because she, she attacks the vacuum when she I use it. She barks and goes crazy. Yeah. She tries to bite it. Mm-hmm. So I got the treat bag mm-hmm. and I made her sit and then I gave her a treat and then I went and got the vacuum and she looked agitated. I said, sit. I gave her another treat and I worked with her probably about, it took me two hours to vacuum the living room, but- she would get a treat every time she just sat there and she watched the vacuum. Doing, yeah. Well, remember when she was really tired after doggy daycare and the little room book went by her and she was just like, well, right. she couldn't have been less bothered. I'm like, where is this dog at? <laughs> She's coming. Mm-hmm. She'll get there. Okay. Um, I want to try the nail grinder thing though. She still won't like it because she's now associated her fear of having her claws clipped with just having me touch her paws. Mm. That was one thing my mom had told me to do when we were getting Roxy. She was like, make sure you touch her paws or tail. Like, so she's comfortable with you touching her so that when you have to do things like that, like even brushing her teeth and stuff, my mom's like, get on that right away. So it becomes like, whatever. And she is like that. She doesn't, she doesn't get scared. She doesn't try to bite. She's just like, you know. My cat has no teeth and still eats hard biscuits. <laughs> Apparently the inside of their mouth or their palate is harder than ours so they can crunch or masticate. Oh, she says masticate, just showing off. You have a, a wide, a wide vernacular or a wide, what would we another word for that? Lexicon mm-hmm. with it. That's so interesting. Um, my mom's dog, Charlotte, who's coming with her, keeps losing teeth. And that my mom, there's like this little flap of skin she was worried about. And she just took her to the vet and the vet was like, oh, you just normally don't see that because there's teeth there. <laughs> My mom's like, oh, poor baby. <laughs> but Charlotte's one of those breeds where her teeth are in the air. Like she keeps them out. That Australian shepherd, I was telling Sean when we were in the lobby bar of this the hotel where we stayed this last weekend at the event, um, someone brought in an, a little Australian shepherd. I think that's what it is. And it was so well behaved and so cute, but its teeth were out like, hmm. I'm like, what in the, I didn't think they did that. But anyway, it was four years old. But my mom's vet said that when their teeth are out in the air, they rot more quickly because it's like, you know, bacteria grows. Hmm. Because it doesn't have your like saliva keeping things moving. Oh, 
Yeah, I brush Roxy's teeth pretty every second or third day. And yeah, if I don't brush her teeth, then I give her some of the toothpaste because it's got enzymes to break down. Yeah, it's down. like a foamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Biopic versus biopic mm. pronunciation is supposed to be a generational thing. Although I think I saw that in a comedy program. Maybe Dave Gorman, Modern Life is goodish. So it could have been just made up for that. So I'm not into skits, I don't think. Well, I'm not that into skits, I don't think. But I like a bit of stand-up. And whatever form of comedy modern life is goodish is a cross between stand-up and panel show type comedy, but without the actual panel. I always want to refer you to Michael McIntyre's bit about names because Sean, Sean, and Sean, it's spelled S-H-A-U-N, S-H-A-W-N, and S-E-A-N. If you haven't seen Michael McIntyre's stand-up, you should watch Showtime in particular, his OTDMs on names, including Sean. Oh, okay. His opinions that don't matter. I appreciate that. And she puts a link to a YouTube video. We'll put that in our description. You guys can check it out. I got my skirt stuck in an escalator one time. Uh-oh. I'd be no, afraid no, 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 just rip my clothes off, right? right? I'd be so scared. Oh my God. I had time to think I was going to die before it came out on its own as the escalator flattened out at the top. Thank God. I would have like tried to rip. I don't know. I would have had a panic. I'd be afraid my clothes are going to get ripped. <laughs> it's like a cheesy eighties movie, you know, mm-hmm. like Porky's or something. Yeah. Where it pull, ah! pulls all your clothes <laughs> off. I can imagine. But I, I think death by escalator is quite rare. But just thought of the bit in Elf where Buddy's scared to get on. Yeah, remember? he's. We should watch. Well, we're getting into Christmas. We'll watch it again. Um, he's scared to get on the escalator and he leaves one foot on the ground and ends up doing the splits. Yeah, because he's like, not ready. Uh, chock-a-block. I don't know why, but it was in my notes. Those are her other notes. Uh, what were we talking about, chock-a-block? I think it was a saying and we weren't sure what it meant. Oh, yeah. And it was like, it meant everything or full of something. Or, oh, yeah. I don't know what it means. Hmm. Did, I didn't retain that knowledge. I was like, she's like, I don't know why, but it was in my notes. It was in my short-term memory. We talked about it and I, for some reason, didn't process it in my long-term memory. <laughs> it fluttered away. Yeah. Like a silk moth. <laughs> okay, moving on. I lost my wisdom teeth, literally. How did when I was in my late teens, they started coming through, but they'd get so far and they'd stop and the skin would go back over and then they'd break through the skin again, the painful bit and stop and get covered over again. It happened about five times. I wasn't going to the dentist regularly at the time. So didn't I, so I didn't really ask them about it. So when I did go to the dentist, maybe at age 22, I asked her about it. So they did an x-ray and she said, I didn't have any wisdom teeth. She showed me the x-ray they had disappeared. What? Your body reabsorbed them? I've Googled this and it seems like other people have Googled the same thing, but no one's actually published anything about it. I'm thinking because of the OTDM listeners, um, oh, are, are a, um, the, a font of knowledge on unusual medical things, someone might know something about it. It sounds like your body absorbed them or something. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm not a doctor. Can our bodies break bone down? Because aren't teeth if you're hungry enough, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I mean, I've never heard of your body. Well, okay. Okay. What is osteoporosis? Is that your body uh, hmm. taking calcium from the bone? Yeah, to or do is other it, things, I think. Let me look it up. I'm not 100% sure. It's when you don't, oh, I don't know what it is. Because you get older is usually when it happens, but it can happen in my eating disorder patients too. Right. You're lacking a nutrient. So your body, does it steal it from it? Like, because, you know, you your body cannibalizes- um, Okay. It says 
so osteoporosis is a, if you don't know, is a condition in which, which bones become weak and brittle. The body constantly absorbs and replaces bone tissue with osteoporosis. A new bone creation doesn't keep up with the old bone removal. Hmm. I wonder if you have hyper osteoporosis of the jaw, jawline. Of the tufus. Osteotufferosis. Ah, we've discovered something new. <laughs> oh my God. What the medical community could not figure out on OTDM just through Google and a light a conversation. A little bit of Wikipedia, a, a light read of WebMD. We know what's going conversation. on. Yeah. We've, we should get naming rights to this uh, disorder, mm-hmm. this mal- malady. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of nice. Or superpower. I mean, it's kind of nice. You didn't have to have them taken out, but you had the pain anyway because they were like breaking through, breaking through, skin going over. You're like Wolverine, mm. you know. But maybe when she needs, they will come out again, like a shark. <laughs> but it's like way back there. So you're like, <sighs> right? It's not very scary. No. Hmm. I mean, to it is if you're that. a piece of steak or something. But anyways, yeah. okay. It says, also, can anyone help me find this Reddit slash Cora can't remember thread about temperatures that really tickled me? It was something like 100 degrees in one part of the US and they're in sunglasses and flip flops and 100 degrees in another part and they're wrapped up in a hat and scarf. I don't remember that bit very well, but then someone added 100, 100 degrees in the UK and a picture of a guy on fire running through the street. <laughs> it's a funny meme that she really oh. she'd like to get a hold of. It's a thread. I find those on Tumblr and it really cracks me up when people will like comment below. There are certain sites that I I missed the boat on and and usually I'm I'm on most uh, sites kind of plugging around, Mm -hmm. but Quora, I never, does it still exist? I get, I read it every day. Is it good? Yeah, it's funny. Although it's good and it's funny. It depends. So, cause I obviously... Cora knows what I like yeah. and knows what I like um, and what I end up clicking through. So lots of mental health stuff. I also randomly have gotten a lot about Harry and Meghan, the non-royal family. I don't know. Chantilly um, Lace. Yeah, exactly. Um, not a pretty face. Anyway, so I get stuff about them and then I get a lot of stuff about um, random celebrity stuff, you know. I think it's just like, because they, they're just trying to see what I click through and what right. I enjoy. Maybe it's owned by like people magazine or something. Cora is their, their online. No. Cause people pose questions. So oh. I do know from TK, a member of our community that you get paid to pose questions. Pay and to she play. was doing like this it. for a while. Like if it's a good question, and a lot of people want to reply or get excited about it. I think you get more. I don't know. TK you have to correct oh, me. That's wrong. a good business model. But she was doing it for a while as like a kind of a helpful extra income. And I was like, oh, interesting. But so people pose questions and then people who either have experience or professionals, whatever, share. And the ones that get the most upvotes, like oh, rise you get to the paid top. by being a popular question. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exact Amundo. Nice. Okay. I'm on Reddit. Um, you know, sometimes See, I don't really get in Reddit that much. Well, but. it's a dumpster fire and people are very mean to me. So I don't, <laughs> I go in and then I run away. I'm like, oh, they're so mean, you know, because yeah. I'm always told, no, you're not allowed to post here. I'm like, oh, what's with your exclusionary club? You know, I'm just like trying to. Because you're not part of the group. No, you I joined the for group. permission or something? Yeah. And then it's just, it's weird. I don't know. I don't get it. And um, I don't spend any time there. So. Plus there's so much negativity on the, on that platform. It's like Twitter, but times 10. Well, then they don't have any character limits, right? Yeah. At least Twitter keeps the hate to. I'm sure there are also positive rate. communities as well, but I just, uh, I, I don't know. I never find a sense of community our, there. Brent from our community used to spend a lot of time in oh. 
If Reddit. you're on Reddit and you understand it, let me know in the comments because, or in a in an email to OTTMPod at Gmail, because I'm really trying to understand, like, and if you have a lot of, I think they call it karma there, um, basically like you're interacting a lot and, oh. um, or if you run a community, let me know. I'm curious mm-hmm. um, to know how it works. Okay. I guess I could Google it too, but. Probably, but I'd rather learn from our community. Our trusted community. I trust them more. Mm-hmm. Next topic. Yes. Hank Azaria is always bug to me. I do this a lot. I do this a lot with famous people because that's the first thing I remember seeing him in. Oh, it's funny how you do that though. You really do. Um, It's like when I see Jim Halpert from the office, AKA John Krasinski. Little Jimmy Halpert. I'm always, always Jim Halpert to me, Mm. you know, or like Rachel from friends, you know, it happens. You get like cast in something that's like the first time you meet them as a, an actor in a TV show or a movie. Yeah, and if, if it goes on for a long enough time, you're like, well, they're always that. Okay, so Hank Azaria is always bugged to me. Um, oh, and, oh, and um, he was in Now and Then. He was Gabby Hoffman's Sam's, <gasps> really? Mom's boyfriend. Rumor Willis is so cute. She's her little sister. I loved Now and Then. That was a really, that's like a little, it's a, a girl's, I'd say like a teen girl film. Oh. I had it on VHS. Okay. And she called him bug instead of bud because she didn't like him. I remember that. If I got all of that right, I'll be quite impressed by my memory because I haven't watched that movie since I was like 14 or 15 and that's over 20 years. I really want to watch it and see if I'm right now. I know I want to Google, but I will push forward because Sean and I have gotten distracted enough in your letter and I apologize. Okay. Now we're moving on to Pogo's. Pogo's. I used to be quite good at Pogoing. All Autocorrect right. changed that too. I used to be quite good at pooing. <laughs> Sometimes I want to tell people what the autocorrect I'm tried to so do. I'm not so good at pooing anymore. When I was younger, I could make a... <laughs> when so. I would type in Sean sometimes, but Sean's without the apostrophe, when I was like trying to text things, it would change it to Islam. Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> what? what? But the letters must be close on like, the, you know, when you're really... Hmm. Did you mean Islam? I'm like, I never mean that. I never typed that in my life. Okay. I used to be quite good at pooing. Also the space um, hopper slash pogo ball and unicycling, all the things that involved having good balance. Oh, so she's really good at that. Quite good at those things. Okay. So it was pogo hopper ball? Hopper slash pogo ball. I don't know what that is. Is that where you're on? Like, do you, is it a ball at the bottom and you bounce on the ball? Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. And unicycling. And the best way to get off of any of them, any of them is falling just to jump. Oh, okay. Jump off. Pow. Man, sometimes you see people on unicycles and you're like, that dude's trying too hard. Um, I remember Montreal, there was like a unicycle movement for a while. What? Yeah. And I was like, you guys already have the shittiest roads and weather. Exactly. So they're extremists, you know, and they'd always be at like Montreal, you know, Mount Royal and <laughs> on the weekend and they're in their, you know, they're hipsters, but they'd be on unicycles and like they're tearing around. So there's doing, always been hipsters. You heard it here first doing tricks and stuff. You're like, eh. I mean, it's cool if you do it, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Never really got into the unicycle movement myself. I'm not a, like I said, we had that one guy da, in my school. Da, 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 he da, da, could ride it, but he did all the magic and stuff. I wonder where he is now. Where oh, he did are magic you now? on the unicycle? Well, n- no, but that was like part of his show. Remember I was telling his sister, Jill and him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anderson was their last Pick name. a card, any card. Yeah, yeah. He would do, he'd come, he was so much older than us. He'd come down to like elementary school or middle school and do like his thing. Would he ride his unicycle all the way to the school? No, but he would ride it in his off? show. He'd, he'd like, it was like a thing. He'd like be juggling and riding it around or something. 
I remember there being a unicycle. What what do you think his goal was to get a um, full ride scholarship to clown college? What do you think? uh... I don't know. He was actually really smart. I think he, I I mean, he was so much older. I don't know, but I, I, I know. He was so smart. He invented a a unicycle with two wheels, you know? No, but he did really well in school. So I'd assume he went on to be probably, he's probably an engineer. Who knows? I was being mean there. I shouldn't have that. I was was just throwing He's just doing his thing. I know. Okay. I'm just jealous because I, I don't know how to ride a unicycle and I would like to be able to ride a unicycle. Hmm. I think it's kind of cool. Secretly, I was jealous. Okay. So I used, you know, uh, meanness as a defense mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> Spine's out. Okay. She says, I want to hear Sean's haunted hotel story. I believe his story about the parade that gave him anxiety. And I'm also really easily startled by loud noises, et cetera. Mm. I have some ghost slash UFO stories and some relating annoyances over another podcast, stealing my story. What? And claiming it all happened to them in college. What? Why would you do that? How hard is it just to say, hey, I heard, someone else say I this. heard this and I thought this story was really cool. Like I'm working on my talk for the tour. And I just heard a woman share about Apollo 13 and the way that they like used uncommon objects. Hers was like about being resourceful and using what you've got. And I was like, oh, I love that part of it for what I'm going to do. And I talked to her. I was like, do you mind if I like take part of that and use it in my speech? She's like, of course. She's like, it's not my story. It's Apollo 13. And I was like, oh, okay. And I'll still say, I heard a woman speak about this. You know, I'm not going to pretend I came up with it by myself. How rude. Because I trust you guys not to steal my words and then not and not read them in a really crappy way, like their crap, untrue, boring way. <gasps> Jerks. It still annoys me a bit. I can feel it and I understand. But I thought I'd put it in a separate email. Then you could save it for Halloween if you like. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to figure out what we we're should do a be. Halloween special. That's we when will. we'll have our ghost stories. And we'll have yes. <gasps> Stay tuned. Send, send in. Some weird stuff has happened that I've been around, and not that I really, but you know, mm-hmm. there was some stuff and. Don't really talk about Send it. Send in your weirds, your your Halloween stories in general. Spooky, scary, yeah. funny costumes, embarrassing things that happen. If you were kidnapped by aliens, you know, I want to hear about that too. Okay. Let's talk about it for Let's our Halloween Let's talk episode. about it. Okay. We have a, another voice memo or whatever you want to call it from our correspondent from Virginia. Tom, and it is entitled Moron Coach. Remember Coach running after that person? Oh, I thought you were saying Moron Coach, like Coach was a moron. <laughs> uh, partially. Classic clothes and 70s decor. Hey, Katie and Sean, just wrapped up watching the podcast on Labor Day weekend and job well done. And just figured I'd take some time to tell another story or two about my coach and talk a little bit about classic movies and classic clothing. Hey, speaking of my leg lamp the other week, did you all know that there is a sequel to the movie A Christmas Story? What? It's called My Summer Story, and I think the release date was sometime in 1994. It's a well-done movie, though, for being a sequel. I know most of the time the sequels aren't as good as the first one. But Macaulay Culkin's little brothers played Ralphie and Randy. So try to locate that one. I know I have it on DVD and you all may enjoy it. As for classic clothing, I'm reminded of one more movie that has some pretty good clothing. It was the movie with Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can. Frank Abdegel Jr. I have to pause because I want to, first of all, I love the tippity taps, Tom. I always know his dog is there and I really like that. Do you hear it in the yeah. background? Um, 
Catch Me If You Can is so funny and still is the reason that Sean and I both will periodically say, I should have concurred. Did you concur? If anybody's seen it, it's when he's pretending to be a doctor, which is scary. And he always just like lets them kind of tell him what to do. And then says, I concur. Do you concur to the other doctors? When that uh, book came out from, oh, did I get water? Yeah, when you drank water, it was splashed up on your face. When that book came out, the Frank Abnegale Jr. book, Mm -hmm. I was like, what? This guy did what? And some people- wild. Well, some people said it wasn't true, um, but most of it's confirmed. Yeah. And he was a security expert after he was released from prison. Um, Very, very fascinating individual. Yeah. And the stuff that he pulled off, I especially enjoyed the uh, pretending to be a Pan Am pilot. That was really cool. And so that's how he got around with jump seat uh, tickets. But- crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately- I'm sure everyone has seen it out there, but when he ends up in prison in Turkey, I think it is, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, just terrible. I'm, and, I'm sure. Yeah. And then he gets to but go to Sweden. that's what happens when you're like a con man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You get caught. Yeah. It was, but it's such a good film. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it. Even knowing what happened, it doesn't, it still is fun to watch it. Yeah. You know? Okay. Back to the- But good fashion. Yes. In mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Back to, back to Tom. Sharp looking suits like the dad was wearing and also- they're wearing summer tuxedos in the scene with the engagement party. And there's some more classic clothing for people like us that are impressed by it. But nice. anyway, I'll tell another one on my coach here. Katie said her grandpa dressed a lot like him and had a 70s type decor going on in his house. And I'll be damned if this coach doesn't have the same thing going. Maybe they're related, but. I went over to visit with him when he had some surgery on his shoulder and it was seventies yellows and orange shag carpeting. (laughs) Guys obviously never spent any money on anything. I'd get that stuff the hell out of there and replace it with something more modern. But anyway, you can probably hear my dog. He's starting to fuss a little bit in the background, but just a couple funny stories about him that come to mind. Okay. This guy is so damn unpredictable about where he shows up. He might be early. He might be late. He may be a no-show for some bizarre reason. But anyway, when I was in the hospital years ago, I don't know how he found out I was there. But I'm laying there. My side's hurting because my lungs are blocked up with blood clots. They're giving me this pain reliever that's some pretty strong stuff. Although I'm pretty with it. I look out in the hallway and I see that goddamn comb over. I said, oh, son of a bitch, he came up to see me. <laughs> I tell my dad and brother, hey, why don't you all open the door? Old uh, coach is out in the hallway and he's wanting to see me. They said, ah, you're, you're hallucinating. Those pain meds talk to you. I said, well, if you don't believe me, open the door. Well, they open it and there he is. <laughs> he's wearing a polo shirt. He's wearing a polo shirt. White jean shorts and cowboy boots. What? And he steps in the door. He said, well, I hear that you're having some trouble with blood clots, you see. And then he starts rambling about this book that he's writing about lifting. And then starts telling us about how his girlfriend wanted a new TV for her birthday and how he had to get the guy that was dating her daughter to help him load it up at Sam's Club and 
I mean, this guy just jumps from one subject to another. There's no real connection between the two. You just <laughs> kind of stand there and shake your head yes. And he, he just he gets on a roll and has no idea that he's boring the hell out of the people he's telling a story. And my brother... Eccentric, so, you know. My brother's sitting there. He's like, oh, my God. And then he's like, well, I hope you get better. You see, uh, we'll see you when you come out of here. And they shut the door, and my dad's like, don't laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> He texts me a couple days later when I'm home, and he says, "I I got this complimentary copy of the book for you. You see, and Aww. he shows up, and here I am standing there, just got out of the shower. I said, "Hey, give me a chance to get dressed," and I come down, and he's found a pen in my living room. He said, "Who do I make this out to? <laughs> Being all official about this damn book." But uh, anyway. <laughs> His mom died back in, I think, 2018 or 2019. And I found out about this and I went to pay my respects. And you know, at a funeral home, there's typically like a lobby area and the visitation room slash chapel or whatever is kind of sort of in the back. And that's where they keep the family. Well, anyway, I go to open the door and there he is. It's like he just jumps right out in front of me. I'm like, oh, my God, he's wound up today. I said, hey, I'm real sorry to hear about your mom. You know, is there anything I can do for you and whatnot? And, well, you see, uh, mother died the other day, you see, and uh, she didn't want a funeral, you see. So we're going up the hill in a half hour, you see, and we're just going to get it over with, you see. Oh, my okay. God, we're just going to go up the hill and get it over with. Damn. <laughs> He's... I wonder what Katie's take would be on a guy like this. I mean, I know some people have a hard time showing emotion and they kind of cover it by mm -hmm. pretending that it doesn't bother them. But damn, even if my parents died, I don't think I'd say we're going to we're going to go up the hill in a half hour it. and get it over with. Pragmatic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyway. I don't know. This will probably come out in two or three weeks, but uh, hope everybody by that point enjoyed the holiday weekend and is carrying on and getting through the second half of the year. And you all have a good day. Great job with the podcast, Katie and Sean. Well, thanks, Thank Tom. Thank you, Tom. Wow, what an eccentric character. Uh, I find him very interesting. The fact that he always says, you see, I yeah. find I find that interesting. But now I'm going to have this image. Every time I hear of Coach, he's going to have a comb over, Yep. A golf shirt, jean shorts, and white cowboy white boots. White jean shorts, I thought he said. Was oh, white jean, jean shorts. shorts. Okay, yeah. And cowboy boots. This is how, uh, you know, when a, a crime is committed, people <laughs> screw things up. Let me let me tell you, he, the guy who robbed us, he's wearing jean shorts and white cowboy boots. No, no, they were white jean shorts and uh, regular, you know, yeah. you don't get the details right. But this guy sounds like a pretty interesting character. Um, it reminds me of a character that you'd get, like a real eccentric in uh, like King of the Hill or something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I find him very interesting and very funny. And Tom does a great job of like painting the picture of him. Yeah, but a thoughtful guy that he stopped by the hospital and checked in on you. I and, think he really cares about you. There's like definitely a, a close relationship there, even though, and it might be generational, Tom. I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts about stuff like that because even my papa, my grandpa, 
not my mom's dad, the one with the comb over, but my dad's dad who did not have a comb over. Um, he wasn't super emotional either. Like he wasn't like, I, I don't know. He was definitely more of a, like a, what's the word I'm looking stoic. for? Stoic type of guy. And I had talked to my dad about it way back, obviously like before he passed away. So it's been many, many, many years. And he had said something about the fact of like the James Dean generation and the like Clint Eastwoody type people. Mm. And he compared his dad to that and said like, well, that's kind of like what they were raised on was like this very. Yeah. Social norms have definitely changed for the last hundred years. Like the way, the way people present themselves as opposed to how they, how they were traditionally, how people presented Mm -hmm. themselves a hundred years ago is vastly yes. different. And I do think it did a disservice to people because there is pain there. There is upset and nobody knows how to deal with it. I, I'd be, in, I mean, I know that we probably have like more drug and alcohol addiction now still, but I would be interested. Things just weren't documented back then. So you don't really know what was going on, but I think, you know, there's probably a lot of numb out. I would assume. Mm. Interesting. But yeah, the pain is obviously still there. Like you said, Tom, like I would never be like, go up the hill and get it over with. <laughs> like, even if it was a complicated relationship or if you were like, I can't really cry right now, <laughs> you wouldn't just be like, we're going to go get it over with. <laughs> yeah. But it might've just, he might've been maxed out, babe, you know? <laughs> yeah. I wonder, so my time will come at some point, maybe not for another 150 years. I'm guessing that's, I'm shooting for 200, <laughs> mm-hmm. but when my time does come, I often think about it, not in a morbid way. But, Sean's terrified of death. Well, I'm not terrified, but I'd like to, you know, keep it at bay as long as I can. Mm-hmm. Understandable. I'd, I'd heard once, um, you know, why should I be worried? Because when I'm here, death isn't. And when death is here, I'm not here. So, you know, what, what sounds I like people, a barryism. Yeah, no, it was, but maybe Camus or someone. No. Anyways, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And the point being, you know, when it, when my time comes, like how, how do you want to be celebrated? If, if yeah. anyone's going to celebrate me or my curmudgeon that no one celebrates, I, I hope that there's some impact not to make this about me because Tom, you know, sent in a nice about story, Tom and coach, but you know, I hope people just don't take me to the top of the hill and dump me out of the wheelbarrow. Why know, would we do that? Down the we other side of the hill. That. What I would like to we have, already happen, have plans in our will, don't we? Yeah. I think mine was like, uh, just throw me in the ocean or something, but, uh, I've thought of something more. So I'd like to make an amendment to, Mm. uh, our will. Well, you have to talk to, yeah. Talk to Liz, our lawyer. Here's, I'll just tell you. You're going to have to talk, get to do it. You can tell me, but you're going to have to tell you what what I'm thinking of right now. Sure. Okay. So we're going to have to find, um, a company that is going to assist us with this because it's, it's not a very complex process, but the first process is you're going to, uh, put me in an oven and cook me down to like a little, you know, Little oh, so dust bits. Be, Cremated. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then I need you to contact a fireworks company, you know, uh, okay. and pack me into a firework. Okay. And then shoot me up into the, the sky and, you know, there's a big thing. And, and it's uh, a picture of me with thumbs up, you know? Oh, okay. And uh, we're like, thank you, Jesus. You know, one of those. And uh, that would be the best, you know, send off. I'd just As be like, you rain down everywhere on top of people. Well, I'd just be in the air, just dust in the wind. Oh, we are just dust. <laughs> and I want that playing in the background. Dust in the wind. That will always remind me. Things you know, like that will remind me of the big Lebowski when they go to throw him into the wind. Oh, God. He's like, <laughs> yeah, that's why you got to get up into the atmosphere a little higher, you know, so the pollution gets, to, or I'm not pollution, but at that point I'm, I'm being, uh, repatriated back to the earth or atmosphere. Yeah. I mean, I want to be cremated as well. But do you think they could do that for me? Make it like a firework show that, you know, it was like, a, it didn't have to look exactly like me, you know, but maybe just an outline of a, a bald guy. A bald guy with a <laughs> thumbs up. 
and you know, I'm up there in heaven or wherever in hell. And I'm like, I'm viewing it, you know, because you get to see your send off. Cause I think that's how it works. You get a little window. Yeah. You get on a TV set. If you're in purgatory, you know, you're Mm -hmm. trying to dial in and and you you see it and you're like, okay, there's celebrate. Some people showed up at my party. Good. The food looks good. That's good. You know? (laughs) <laughs> the firework goes off. You're like, oh, they didn't even hire a good artist. You know, it's just like a, I look like Charlie Brown with a thumb up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't look like Garfield, you know? Right, right. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Maybe that's what we do is Garfield with thumbs up. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with any of it, you know, as long as people laughed and had a good time and there was good music. Okay. Yeah. And dancing. Cause I, you I never, don't dance. I, well, that's it. You got to dance for me. My final wish, everyone, is for you to dance for me. Dance like I've never danced before. I was telling this, this woman. dance-a-thon. This woman, Michelle, at the uh, conference. Yeah. Because we had to stand up and dance. It was part of our, like, I forget what they called it, but we had these little breaks where it was like a recharge. Yeah. One of them we did meditation. One of them we danced. So anyway, one of these were dancing. And um, her and I are, you know, really feeling the beat. And I was, I had told her that you don't dance, you know, when they say we're going to dance, I was like, Sean would hate to be here because he really doesn't dance. And they were doing it. And I was like, we finished. And I said, the funny thing about Sean is that he learned to play guitar recently. And through that, we realized that the reason he doesn't like to dance is because he doesn't have any rhythm. I mean, I think I have some rhythm. It's just really offbeat. Again, I've mentioned this before. It's just a crazy <laughs> rhythm. Yeah, it's jazz, baby. It's, he's on his own rhythm. He's a jazz dancer. It's jazz dancer. <laughs> Hold me closer, jazzy dancer. <laughs> well, I didn't realize it until we were trying to clap along to something. And it was like hard for you to keep up with it. And I don't, it, I realized at that point that I don't really know how to tell you about it other than like to feel it. Because then Michelle said, well, can't he just feel it? Like it's happening. I, I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. Starting, look, feel my hands are sweaty. That's how I know I'm feeling attacked. <sighs> How is that even attacked? We've already talked about this. I'm on sitting the pod. underneath these bright lights, and I, I oh have my goodness. fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. These are my options. What or do you do? Forget doing? about it. <laughs> Sean usually hits the forget about it button. <laughs> Just to you know, I felt attacked, and then I forgot about it. It was interesting when his sister was visiting. She was uh, recounting certain things or whatever, and Sean would be like, "I don't remember that at all." And then you would recount stuff, and she's like, "I don't remember that at all." And I was like, "You guys both hit the forget about it button." Forget yeah. about and delete. Control Alt Delete. <laughs> I think that's all the time we have for today. Correct? Uh, yeah, that we talk is too much. Well, we don't talk too much. We talk just the right amount. We have uh, two. We have another letter from Tinkerbite. Okay, about the Halloween stories, so we can save that. We have a couple more from Tom. We have a lot of others. We've got. Thank you guys for sending in your letters. If any politicians are out there, uh, feel free to write in and let us know, uh, you know, what you're feeling mm-hmm. um, as we go into the election cycle. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to uh, call in and uh, leave us a voicemail. Why would um, we want to do anything like that? Just kidding. Everybody This is not politics. a place for you to bring your politics, all right? No, keep it no out. Politics. The opinions don't matter. But that's it. What do they say in a bar? No religion, no politics? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, before we end. So I listen to this local country radio station, 98.1, Austin's. Oh. Finest? No, it's like Austin's, not old school country. I think classic country classic. is what they call it. And it's good. What it's do they got? Set. Like Loretta Lynn, Hank? They have some of that, but a lot of it's from like the 80s and 90s. Okay. Travis Tritt, mm-hmm. Alabama. Sometimes not very often, but yes. Mm, I don't know that many names. Yeah, I was like, keep going. Anybody else? Anybody else? 
Any who's. Who sings uh, That's the Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia? Oh, that's the redhead Reba McIntyre. Reba. I like Reba. Reba. She's, she's a good guitarist. Reba. She is. That's one thing I think about country music that I, I like classic country, mm-hmm. like Marty Stewart. Have you ever listened to Marty Stewart before? I don't know. I'd have to, you'd have to put a song on them. It's fifties and it's, uh, probably oh, it's not so them. good. Oh. That was more like my pop. I mean, Conway Twitty's kind of in there too. That's what I thought. As soon as I, um, as soon as I was, so I heard it on Instagram. Someone used it as a backing track. And I was like, I know that song. It's so good. It's like, 50s country and western mm-hmm. and uh you know it makes you feel like you're a gunfighter because you know, i don't know it was in all the western stuff mm-hmm. or tv shows of westerns like paladin you know and stuff like mm-hmm. this so um anyways i was walking roxy the night listening to marty stewart oh. and it was nighttime and i was like oh i feel like such a, such a, a texan. gunslinger texan you know <laughs> yeah until i saw some local toughs and then i ran away I ran away no, i'm just kidding i ran away but uh it was it was really good to listen to this old music and mm-hmm. As I was walking, uh, this one song was on. I was like, you know, it made me think of your grandfather because he really liked C&W. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Uh, clocks and uh, waterways. Uh, no, uh, country and Western. <laughs> he loved it. And although I never listened to it with him, there's a story that stands out to me. Uh, one time he was going hunting with mm-hmm. your father and I believe your grandfather's nephew. So your dad's cousin. So would that be Amanda's dad? Yes. And they were going hunting into uh, my, my cousin's dad. Montana, maybe? My uncle Rick is yeah. like not known for being very chatty. Right. And uh, <laughs> the the three of them, maybe there's a fourth, they're in a pickup truck heading to Montana from Washington. Yep. So doing their hunting trip, their annual hunting 12 trip. 12 hours, 40, I don't know how long it takes yeah, to get there. Yeah, about 12, 13. Right. Depending so, on what part of Montana. So uh, uh, your dad falls asleep. And uh, the other guy, he he Rick. he's got on um, Fleetwood Mac. Rumors, was was it Rick? I don't know. One of these guys, he's he's putting Fleetwood Mac Rumors on, which is a great album, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think especially at that time, but massive hit. You'll tell me more, and then I'll I'll show you who it is. Well, your grandfather, like, so the the I think it was on cassette, probably, probably, or maybe eight track, probably eight track at that time. And uh, they they get to the end of it, and he flips it over, and your grandfather grabs it. As he's flipping over, he goes, nope. <laughs> That's no about more. all we're going to listen to that. And, and you know, he, at the time, he's the uh, the alpha male, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can only imagine because your grandfather's a tall guy. and He can be kind of intimidating. He was he was very serious. I When I met him, he, he was always like well, telling me jokes and everything. Yeah. Uh, but I, can, I could picture him in that moment, you know, nope. And, he, mm-hmm. he and did, you know how he would say it too. Yep. Nope. That's we're wrong. going to the country wrong. and western station. Mm-hmm. And he sure as shit. Uh, you know, he was went, probably driving too. Yes. And I think that was part of his story too. He's like, not while I'm driving, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I was walking down the street at night, uh, listening to this Western music, I just mm-hmm. had a flashback of, of your grandfather and sitting in the, uh, it might've been like the first couple of times I'd met him, but sitting mm-hmm. in the, in the, I, I really treasured sitting in their, uh, dining room, mm-hmm. had the smell of bacon, uh, and just shooting the breeze and picking his brain. Cause here's a guy who has a totally different life than mine. Yeah. Very He's also a part of your life. And I get to find information out about him. And I was like, Oh, you know, he's, he's telling me some, some interesting things. And I'm sure he's trying to have a, an interesting conversation with me. He also just likes, he likes to chit chat with people. Yeah. Not crazy talk a talk, but he likes to talk him and grandma both. That's why we would just sit there and talk for a few hours. Fascinating, man. He had (laughs) one brother who uh, was a bit older, Mm -hmm. who 
unfortunately passed away in the second world during the second world war he was mm -hmm. killed in action mm -hmm. he had another brother who was killed in a logging accident yeah as a logger as many people in washington state were mm -hmm. and then i was like logging wow I, I really don't know much about it i i know jack about it like i've only seen i don't know much either even though i have a lot of family members who've done it yeah and we had this cartoon in canada the log riders waltz and uh -huh. I loved it. I, I, I've probably shown it to you, but it's like this mm -hmm. thing that they would always show on CBC. It's fantastic animation and a great song. Anyways, that's all I knew about logging. So I was talking about it and he said, oh yeah, I used to love, sometimes when we were logging and falling trees, you know, you, you'd have this massive tree and you got to get it moving. So, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd get there and how do you get, it's come down, but we got to get it moving. So you pack it full of dynamite. And I'm like, dynamite you say go on he's like oh you like you know you yeah, like dynamite like so we both, page here. <laughs> we both light up you know i'm like wow he's like oh yeah sometimes you put and i forget the the amount but it was like pounds of dynamite it's like you had your hands on oh yeah 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 and the blasting caps and he'd explain that they'd pack the tree and they'd they, they'd blow the shit out of it like it would be a massive explosion in the forest i was like this sounds fucking exciting but also very dangerous i was just thinking like things flying and also you're hearing and, yeah yeah well they but, they wouldn't stand right there when it happened but um well, of course not, but just things like that that you think like but nowadays they, there's so much regulation and back then it was just like, yeah, whatever. In the middle of nowhere, you know, they're falling a big tree. And uh, I remember him telling me that the tree was like just completely obliterated. Mm -hmm. And he's like, maybe, just maybe we put a, a little, little too much. A little less. We should do a little less dynamite. <laughs> it's like, fair enough. Fair enough, mm -hmm. Dean. And anyways, I just remember that. Well, I don't just remember, but that's one of the stories. And it was weird how memories lead to each other because as mm -hmm. I was walking Roxy in dusk and my mind was relaxing, and I was listening to Marty Stewart, this great country and Western. I'll put a link in the description down below. Um, and it just made me think about Dean and mm -hmm. these interesting stories and, and or uh, interesting to me. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, sometimes it's a shame you think oh, all I have left is, is stories, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the memories. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel really fortunate that I, I had a chance to, to talk to him because yeah, it, it enriched my life. Time. Yeah. I think that's the thing is you can never get the time back. So it's nice to spend it, you know, when you have it. Yeah. It's like even with your grandma, I'm always grateful that we had her part of the wedding and she got to do that stuff because it, we, you just don't know how yeah. much time you have left. And I'm glad I went and saw my grandma before she passed. Like, cause mm -hmm. remember it was like last minute, I forget what happened. Oh, it was with Roxy mm -hmm. because she got spayed and she was supposed to stay with her foster mom and then she couldn't. And so we were like, well, fuck, now we don't have boarding. And she just had her surgery. Yeah, and so I, I stayed behind. Mm -hmm. And so I went without you. And I'm glad I did because I, I didn't get another chance to see her. And it, you never want to go back when they're not there. Do you know what I mean? Like for the funeral? That's, I mean, yeah, you could go for the funeral, but like, I don't, I would have, I wanted to have time with her. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. Time goes quick. Yeah. Well, you had a special bond with the grandparents and I feel fortunate to have got to have met both of them. Yeah. And, uh. Wow, that, I wasn't expecting this conversation to go there at the end of the podcast, but <laughs> there you have it. But yeah, if you have fun stories from your family and your grandparents and yeah, I think those things are kind of fun. I would like to know about uh, everyone's grandparents out there actually. Yeah, because like my papa grew up with like a dirt floor and his mom died giving birth to him. He was the baby and there were, he was the fifth child, two sisters, two brothers and him and his dad raised him. It's well, his wild. sisters really raised him. Yeah. Ruby and, and Jude what a different generation like this it we seem so far removed from that but we're not we're only like two people away you know mm -hmm. or, or one person away so it's, yeah it's strange. Yeah, that's a cool thing he like made a life for himself and a family and yeah 
if you have any stories about your grandparents, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. And even like, I mean, we can talk about this another time. Or like, your parents. I, I think mean. I shared this a little bit, like about my grandma Pearl coming across being a milliner, being a hat maker and all the beautiful hats she had. You know, everybody has these cool stories. So feel free to share them. Um, I find that really interesting. I wish we had some of your grandmother's hats. I know. We will. I, I would do too. They take up so much they, room. They're, they're huge. And at the time I was in college mm. or no, I was even younger. I was like 12 and my mom kept a bunch of them because she loved them too. But then I think, I think at some point she felt bad, like holding on to them when she wasn't using them. And I think she like sold them to people as they yeah. wanted them. But Any I'll photos ask her. or sketches. I, mm. We might have photos. I'll have to ask my mom. Okay. We'll have to see what she has. Cause I was too young. Like I was 11 or 12 when she passed. So I would, you know, it's like so long ago in my memory. Um, but yeah, if we can get some of that stuff, I'll share it with you guys. It's really, really cool. Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys for sending your letters. Keep them coming. We'll have to figure out what we're going to be for Halloween. Mm. Mm. Very good. Very good. Spooky. Okay. We love you guys. Have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.